Keith. Andrew, how are you today? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, yet again, here on the uh, Inside AV podcast. Yep. Talking about uh, all things AV. <clears throat> well, some things AV. Occasional. Hey, we were down at CDA, was it last week or the week before? Yeah, I remember that. It's like a blur. Mm. Actually, you're wearing the same outfit you were wearing down there. You just come back. No, I was wearing slacks. Oh, slacks, that's I right. I don't normally um, wear my um, pantaloons that I'm currently wearing when I uh, go out in public. So what's the difference between slacks and trousers? Uh, oh, that's right. Girls wear slacks, men wear trousers. <laughs> Some men wear trousers. <clears throat> um, then there are women in Australian politics who wear trousers. Well, when I say women, I mean... Yeah, sticking to AV. Yeah, let's go uh, AV. So, Cedia, yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, what can I say about it? Uh, new products, none. No new products. I don't know. There was probably another couple of iPad, iPhone programming, remote control solutions. Yeah, uh, actually, no. There's probably less this year than last year. Yeah, there was less, but I think there was a new one. Was there not? One that I perhaps had not noticed. The Which one was that you're talking about? I don't know any brands or anything. I spent most of the time in the building section. I was looking to buy some lumber. <laughs> That's because it was tied in with the design build show this year. Yeah, it was. Like last year. And the year before. Have you noticed anything about the shows this year, last year, and the year before? Um, yeah, they're getting smaller. Ah, yeah, well, that would be the main thing I noticed, yeah. So, but the quality's still there. you just got to find it. Sets right. Look, look. <laughs> the quality. When you say quality, what do you mean? The quality. S- what quality? Promotional chicks. They were pretty good this year. Oh, that's picked up. Promotional, uh, not promotional, but um, chocolate and lolly uh, giveaways up this year. I thought much easier to get a free feed. Okay. Uh, no free beer. No. I wasn't there really. Perhaps late enough, but. Did you get any free beer? Nothing like that, no. Mm. Um, promotional tick of the show is a toss-up between the... Miss D-Box? Yeah, Miss D-Box. Probably maybe could have done with another three, maybe four kilos. She was a slim she, girl, she but she's... too slim. Very good personality. She's, yeah, and, and apparently he said quite um, uh, knowledgeable, no, product knowledge. Yeah. Knew what she was talking about. She made was, adjustments, entered menus. Yeah, she was operating the it's D-Box system quite well. Wasn't mm. She wasn't just there for looks. And the other chick that um, was very friendly, but the opposite as far as product knowledge was the one over at the uh, stand that I have no, no. idea what was, because they were selling... Nebulous. They well, they're actually. Um, oh, they had a matrix switcher thing, HDMI matrix. No, no, they're actually um, more MATV equipment. Are they RF gear? Okay. So, um, what does MATV stand for? Master antenna. TVs. Okay. So TV still stands for TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't narrow that down. Yeah. See, TV doesn't stand, stand for anything, t- does it? No. It stands for. Television, which I always thought was one word. Which it is. Mm. So it's MAT. I always thought it was multi. 
Access TV or something. I don't know why. I never really knew because I didn't do it. I never, I've never had anything to do with distributed television signals. Moving back to chicks, though. Um, mm. Yeah, we didn't even know what that stand was doing, but they nah, did a good job. Jeez, the chick was she was helpful and friendly. And I, I won a pair of headphones. So you did. She virtually Wi- gave them to you, didn't she? Wireless headphones. What are they like? Well, they're still in the pack. I'm hoping to flog them on eBay. <laughs> well, it's lucky that you're not telling anyone on a podcast about that. <laughs> Speaking of eBay, um, HD oh, yeah. Easy Locks. Well, the show brought to you by HD Easy Locks. <laughs> the, new, the new version has arrived. And yes. We, and not only has it arrived, but we're now marketing them as the exclusive distributor in Australia. And we're, of course, as you need to do these days, we are selling them at exactly the same price as they sell for in the US. Yes. If you buy two, that is, two pairs. Otherwise, yeah, we're doing a bit of a deal. Otherwise, you've got to pay post. Yeah. So they turned up, they were slightly modified from the original version. It's an improvement, mm-hmm. a little bit simpler to use. Still the same great product, though. They so. really are, like I say in the eBay listing, they're a product that works. There's not many that do. No. <laughs> Mind you, it is fairly simple. It is a hunk of plastic with a bolt going through it. But uh, I do love mechanical engineering. It hardly ever goes wrong. Like oh, and I believe things. Tony now has the... Uh, Approval, the patent approval now. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not just patent pending, it's it's approved. Pending. So I think Tony's favourite number is now is seven million nine hundred fourteen three hundred thirty eight. Mm. Everyone else has a low number, but that that'd be Tony's favourite number now, I reckon. Good on him. It's very rare that um, someone is uh, persistent enough to go through with all the malarkey that you need to do to. Finalise a a, pay, a patent and, mm. and uh, you know, I wonder whether the Chinese really give a rat's ass though. Time will tell. But in the end, um, the uh, you can buy them on eBay. Do a search for um, oh yeah, the HD Easy Lock mm. or HDMI Lock. Yeah, I think that's what I call it. Or HDMI Bracket. I don't. Oh, I don't know. It's on there anyhow. You'll find it. Buy a hundred sets. Yeah. Clean us out. Clean us out. Mm. So back to uh, CDM. Yes. What would you like? Uh, I, well, I went two days. I would mm. say Wednesday was... So the show was on for three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, Wednesday was... Was it last week? No, it was the week before, wasn't it? It's the week before. So it's wow. a bit of a blur, isn't it? Um, I've been busy, though. Yeah. The Wednesday was disappointing, to say... Crowd numbers, enthusiasm, whatever else. Uh, I left concerned for CD, put it that way. I went on Wednesday. There was, I don't know, there was weird. There's really, there's a lot of distributors missing. Yeah, there's a lot of changes. It's a products. very expensive show to go to. And they put it at the wrong end of the country considering the... Population more, more than mild economic downturn that I think that we're experiencing in the uh, custom install industry. Mm. But you went on Thursday. Thursday it was, much was a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I must say, I got a bit more excited about getting around and checking out mm-hmm. what I could find. Um, scored again. Won another pair. Of, cool. Uh, won a pair of speakers. Oh, just speakers. Yeah, just speakers. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, speakers though. So you got headphones and speakers. Yeah, that was a great day. From the same chick? No, no, no. These are those uh, which we will do, well, cheapskates we are. We'll do a product review on them. 
Oh, these the are BMR the... speakers. Oh, okay. So different technology to your normal speaker. Um, Bit interesting. BMR. Um, I can't even remember what it stands for. Balanced mode, mode radiator, radiation, I think. Or radiator. Radiator, yeah. Because it's not just the cone. Well, it's not really a cone. It's a flat panel. And it then it uses its, the action to vibrate the roof as well. So... I don't like that. Oh, I think you'll find them different. I've heard, I'll tell you what I've heard, is that the um, that particular company, whatever they're called, mm. has the uh, rights or whatever or licensing to use that design or that technology in an in-wall situation. Another company in Switzerland yes. called... Magna, I think, from memory, M-A-G-N-E-R, make a, 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 you know, a, a freestanding loudspeaker. Yes. And they're very expensive, and I, as most things made in Switzerland are, and I have seen them a few times, but more particularly saw them at the last Munich show I went to, which was not the one that was on the other day, disappointingly, uh, but uh, the one 12 months ago, and... I remember they were in this really nice green colour, real olivey green, but light. They looked very Euro chic. Sounded very interesting, very good. Mm-hmm. But there's another company that uses that, and that's Name. Name uses it in their Ovatar speakers, which are their new range of serious floor-standing speakers. And no doubt they use it under licence from, I don't know. So they have Magma. the same sort of technology in, in their speakers? I've got like this three or four inch diaphragm, which is the tweeter. And it's flat. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but it doesn't vibrate the rest of the cabinet. It's, it's isolated completely and is mounted quite separately, rather, as typical for name, rather trickily. Well, we can pull these ones apart because they didn't cost me anything. Mm. And they're not cheap. They're, well, cheap, not cheap for an in ceiling speaker. They give you a pair? Yeah, a pair. It'd be interesting to hear them, wouldn't it? Well, I was gonna, we were going to test them, but it, we'd really have to mount them in the ceiling to make sure we're testing them correctly. You've got a ceiling? Yeah, we have to cut this. I mean, you could put them in the ceiling at your house if it had one, but a lot of barns don't have, the, don't have ceilings. Um, so I could put them free space. in the ceiling at my place, but, of course, that ceiling's made from concrete. Concrete, so, so there'd be a, lot of, be a lot of noise. A lot of custom install there. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I, uh, I'm just taking a swig. Hang on. Mm. Mm. But I'm being interested just to pull them apart and have a look inside too because there's there's some other piston action happening inside. Yeah, I don't really... I think I've seen a cutaway picture or something, but I've forgotten what's in there. But anyhow, we... There's a few companies having a crack at it. And, of course, the advantage is, um... Lack of crossover issues. Because, I mean, the one you're referring to is presumably full range, right? Well, that's an interesting thing. It, there is no it, tweeter, is there? There's no tweeter. It's full, there's no base unit. It's full range, but yeah. it's it's also meant for 100 volts. So what's the point? Yeah, well, you see, that's the thing, and that's why they're 100 volt, because the definition of full range 100 volt is, is 100 hertz to about... Well, it wouldn't even be 100 hertz, would it? No. <laughs> 200 hertz to... Uh, what, 5K or something? Oh, I think it's more like 11, but they're stating theirs will go to 18. So 11, it goes all the way up to the, my limits of hearing. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, okay. Hmm. Interesting, but uh, ultimately, uh, crap. No, not true. It'll no, it'll be uh, no, no, positive. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very positive. I'm in a very positive frame of mind lately. They actually come in uh, fire engine red too, which is now cool. I'm getting cheered up. <laughs> which is on the back, the back box, which I don't understand why, because you don't get to see that bit. But it's it's a fire engine red. Something that we I think were also offered to review uh, was the James in wall speakers. Ah, uh, yeah, that's still standing. They're interesting because they. Um, I always thought that brand was a bit gay, by the way, James. I've got a pair of James speakers. Mm, yeah, I've got a pair of, I don't know, Bruce. Bruce. Um, I mean, you wouldn't call a loudspeaker range Bruce, would you? No. Or, uh, no, I don't know. I'm not, not really an expert Tim. at gay names. <laughs> Tim. Yeah, well, there's something a bit limp about We just Tim. upset I, some of the audience. Not really, because we're not we're not generalising. Oh, hang on. No, we are. Yes, we are. No, yeah. Look, the point is, um, these James speakers are interesting because they're actually made in America. They were... And they're um, made out of aluminium, big hunks of CNC <laughs> yes. and die cast, or whatever, it's die cast, that's the wrong word, I suppose, but cast aluminium. Were they cast aluminium or they were fabricated and it was they had welding and everything on them? Oh, God, you're right. I think they might have actually been fabricated, Fabri- yes. Yeah, yeah, not, so it- yeah. But they look like something you'd make in the shed. But, but better. I've out of solid, good, manly materials, yes. not some plastic moulding. And I thought, thank God for that. Did you get a price chair, on the, the on the uh, large ones that went from like floor to ceiling in wall? Did you get a price on those? No, they were quite a few dollars. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't know if I should take a stab, but mm, nah, I, I'm not sure. Eight grand. I'm Three think, grand? I think it had twelve. A, I think it had a zero after. Did it? I don't know. They're probably crap for the money in here. Let's face it: if you're putting, if you're putting speakers in the wall that are costing you twelve grand, you shouldn't put them in the wall. You should go and buy a pair of whatever's for twelve grand. Freestanding. Yeah. Mm. But they have. But a, they're more affordable ones. Look really good. But they were. Um, they started in the marine environment, didn't they? That's where these. James speakers started from. Oh, I always thought James speakers back in the day were were actually. I always thought wrongly, maybe. But if you flick back through old episodes of um, older uh, issues of uh, Stereophile or some such uh, high American Hi-Fi mag, they were. I thought sold direct and were, or sold by Crutchfield or one of those places. Oh, okay. Which I think have gone, haven't they? Crutchfield. What a name for a shop. <laughs> Crutchfield. We just call it <laughs> Smelly Crutchfield. <laughs> oh, I could um, a dozen names spring to mind. All the obvious choices, even less, <laughs> less attractive than Crutchfield. Like, no, nah, I'm not. It's do probably it. got some it's, historical significance. Oh, it's probably someone's surname. Yes. Hmm. Getting back to James Speakers, the uh, so we've got to ask. We're going to. Yeah, I thought they were freestanding things. I didn't think they were in walls originally. Originally, but they might have moved that way, mm. or maybe the brand got sold on. And oh, I kind of know. I didn't. You know, I always thought it was. Did a you see that subwoofer? Like it was machined out of a solid chunk of aluminium. <laughs> it looked like it anyhow. Yeah. Of course, at that point, I go. Uh, <laughs> You could have built a perfectly good engine with that chunk what, of aluminium. 
well, that was something from the show. There was um, two different speakers, mm-hmm. James, with the different mm. aluminium. Mm. I mean, everyone uses plastic or wood. And there was also, um, did you see the glass ones, the glass speakers from a company called... Our mutual friend. Waterfall. Yeah, I did see those, and I listened to them. And uh, I quite like the guy that imports those. He's an amenable chap. Yes, um, he's a bit of a lad. And uh, by happenstance, I'm there listening to his speakers and didn't realise initially, and we realised at about the same time that we were next to each other at the Hi-Fi show last year. In uh, you know, in adjacent rooms, which is quite a, considering the amount of rooms that were available in that Sydney Hi-Fi show. Oh, sorry, Melbourne Hi-Fi show. It's quite a coincidence. But um, he's got actually he's got a couple of brands I don't mind. I'm not a fan of the water. Oh, works or whatever. I'm called. a dealer for it now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you're a high-end hi-fi dealer now. Yeah. Uh, you should sell a lot of those. Did uh, you know? Did you know how, how much those glass ones were? Re- recommend retail. Oh, five and eight or something like that. The so, ones that looked like the small spender I sell for thirty-six hundred were about eight grand, just because they were made out of glass. And <clears throat> I have certain customers who would describe the sound as uh, glassy. Um, you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Here it is. I've got it. Sorry, John. What? what? Preemptive apology. Yeah. <laughs> We're about to slag your product off. <laughs> well, sent, and I didn't, as as options, those little little ones were quite neat and tidy. I mean, they might Actually, not. Actually, they were. They were pretty groovy. I, I, so. I was surprised, though. I mean, I'm very picky about styling, and they they weren't. The coolest looking things around. They were interesting. So then, but not- he's got another product. I'm just going to chuck in while you're trying to find. Okay, I found it, find, which is Avid, A V I D, and they make I think some pretty good turntables. Well, did you get the prices for the turntables? Yeah, I got. A, he sent me a price list. I was looking at it today, actually. They start at twenty six hundred plus oh, okay. arm plus thought- cartridge plus lead plus motor plus platter plus belt. Plus <laughs> mat, plus sub platter, plus chassis, plus lid. All you actually get is a can <laughs> with an order form in it. No, no, you get the you get the basic turntable. No arm, no cartridge, and no arm board for twenty six hundred odd dollars. Which, but, but that's good pommy shit. I, I actually think that's uh, an interesting product. Okay, so good on him for bringing that in. So the crystal line, mm-hmm. he's calling it. Yes. Which must be the glass ones. The I'm going to have to ring you up because it must be a typo. Mm. Niagara Platinum Glass Horn. <coughs> 31, which price list are you checking out? <laughs> 31000 I was in a shop the other day that had glass horns in it. But I don't. they weren't that dear. They were $31. <laughs> $31. Plus extra for mechanism. If you want a vibrating mechanism, oh, there. okay, that's thirty-one thousand dollars for. No, we well, you didn't have those there, obviously. Have you got a picture of those? They'd be no, a, no, they'd that's be a big speaker. The price list doesn't match up with any diagrams. Um, which is... Great. No, the ones he had at the show, I, I know the prices because I, I was listening to them and asked him. Okay, they were five grand and about eight grand, something like that, in those sort of. And one Ooh. was uh, there were six, six and a half. Two driver two way and a six and a half, two and a half, three driver 
way thing. I don't know. I, you can't judge the sound, so I won't make a comment. I'm gonna just, it, they did have some bottom end, but they had drivers in the mounted in the basin. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, yeah. he had a subwoofer there, and he was trying to trick me. Yes, wasn't plugged in. No, but it was. Mm-hmm. So that's the two highlights from the show. We My saw two different speakers. Say, if you can't say anything nice about something or somebody, don't say anything at all. You've never listened to that rule. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> On that basis, the sound was middle of the road in what was very difficult. Oh, it wasn't a very good environment. Was I would it? suggest you have a proper listen. And the, but the weird thing is, okay, here's an interesting subject to talk about for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Why do you make the speakers out of glass? Well, I was going to bring that up because that was, one of, that was my point of the two things that we picked at the show. One had aluminium back box and mm. one was made out of glass. Well, I didn't pick it. Well, I did. <laughs> Is that why you're the dealer now? No, I didn't pick the product. I mean, of all the things we saw at the show, that was the two things that come to mind. Oh, there's different different properties or different materials they've used to make these speakers out mm. of. What's the resonant frequency of aluminium? What's the resonant frequency well, I think of glass? They're both horrible, aren't they? Well, that's what I thought. So I mean, they're, they're relatively high. So they're in the one presumes the lower mid. Glass, I don't really know. See, glass is—it's got some interesting qualities. Also, does aluminium? I mean, I, I actually have, and I think I've mentioned it in the podcast before. I've got those um, Celestian honeycomb. Aluminium speakers from the uh, early eighties, mm-hmm. SL six hundreds, and I need some tweeters for them. So if anyone's listening and has SL six hundred tweeters, which are the same as SL six tweeters, in fact, I may have got that backwards. I may have SL sixes and the six look, sixes were chipboard and six hundreds were aluminium honeycomb, or the other way around. I always get that confused. I have to run upstairs to have a look, but I, I desperately need some tweeters, but. By rights, Celeste, that was a success, that product. Yes. It was very expensive, very hard to make, and that's why they never made them again, and no one else has, although there has been speakers with honeycomb aluminium cones, Sony most notably. Are they still making speakers? Sony. Celestian. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, good question, actually. Uh, they still make... PA and guitar stuff, I think, but okay. their domestic side, which was probably always a semi-separate division, uh, has had the Chinese takeover that everyone seems to have had, and then I don't think anyone in Australia bothers with it. It's no. one of those things where it went bad, but it went so bad that it's not even worth bringing into Australia, where every single brand is represented that is available in the world. It seems. Mm-hmm. Um, getting back to the aluminium, though. Yep. Done right, and of course, aluminium honeycomb probably has a fairly controllable. If you damp it internally, probably a fairly controllable, fairly low resonance. And the good thing is, it's super light, so it stores no energy, which is the whole point. Stiff and light, so it can't. See, the perfect speaker is infinitely stiff and infinitely light. Yep. Like imagine how much piece of how much energy a piece of paper absorbs and can retransmit into the room. Oh, well, paper would be fairly transparent, wouldn't it? Well, it doesn't. A sheet of A4 <laughs> doesn't have any. That's very light. So it absorbs or can absorb potentially very little energy. Yes. Mm. 
I forgot where I was up to. But the point is, honeycomb aluminium, stiff and light, stiff and light's good. Infinitely stiff, infinitely light. Good for all sorts of things. But, yeah, well, chassis building. Oh, well, that's right, yeah, exactly. Which is where honeycomb was used back in the day and now has been replaced by you know what. But, um, yeah. So this so, tweeter that you are... But a solid panel of aluminium goes, ding! <laughs> yes. The tweeter... Oh, the tweeters for the yeah. I got to get them. I really want to get those because I, I, they were about forty two hundred dollars Australian in Australia in nineteen eighty three eighty two, and they are the size of a pair of. They're smaller than a pair of Spender SP threes, which were six and a half two way. As is the Celestian. Okay. SP three is that. All oh, right, yeah. Oversized bookshelf. Yeah, quite a bit smaller than that. Mm. And they have a honeycomb tweeter. No, they have a honeycomb box. Oh, okay. Mm. Painted sort of matte black. You wouldn't know what they were made out of. But they're not super heavy when you pick them up. Mm. Cool. Um, glass, so, glass boxes can't be good. Oh, my question was why are they made out of glass? Well, I think we all know the answer. They look cool to some people. Yes. And therefore, okay, so we'll buy an $8,000 speaker because it looks cool. Well, of course, that's exactly what happens. People do buy things because oh, they look 16 cool. Oh, it was 16mm thick, oh. glass. <laughs> I, I don't know if glass is really the problem. You know what? The lack look- of damping inside the box. Well, you could, you know how you fill up your speaker stands with sand or lead shot? Mm, yeah. Couldn't you fill up your speaker, glass speaker boxes with water and goldfish? And that dampen it down a bit? I've got to go now. I've got better things. <laughs> How to do. cool would that look? No, I'm going. I'm off. <laughs> oh, you didn't like that one. You know, Damn. you know, I did that once in a car audio system. The fish didn't like it. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna have a break because I, I look at. I'm looking at the recording timer and thinking, geez, okay. we've been rambling on. Have for we a finished while. with CDA or we come back with CDA? No, I come back with CDA and okay. I come back with frankly. We're gonna come back with something so interesting. It. Interesting, so interesting that it's going to blow your mind. Cool, I'll wait for that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're back. Back on. We're back with something so amazing. Oh, sorry, we're going to do that. Brought to you by HD Easy Locks. Oh, that's very American, isn't it? Not really. No, I don't think you can do it. It's very podcasty. Accent. I can't do an American accent. I can't do an accent. Well, we're not sponsored anymore. Oh, I can. I, you know what I can do, though? I can do a Julia Gillard. Oh, no. Because what you do to you, the everything you put B <laughs> or D at the end of it. For instance, she has the ability. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> nah, we're not going to labour the point. No. Um, we don't want to uh, inaliate. Inaliate? Inaliate? What's that? That's what she said the other day. She said something like, no, I can't. Oh, damn it. She was giving the speech from the NATO thing the other morning and she uh, used she, – she she did the hyperbole thing the other day mm-hmm. and then she had another one. She had another blunder, another pronunciation. Actually, this wasn't a pronunciation blunder. This was a, um, a word blunder, a little bit like George Bush's um, one that he so famously did that, of course, now I've forgotten because I have no memory. But the thing that's so amazing is there's two things that are amazing. Oh, yes. One is 
that do you know that in a 100-gram serving of snack biscuits, you know, the ones that come in the little box, there's enough kilojoules in that, enough calories. Uh, there's probably as many calories in a 100-gram serving. A 100-gram serving, by the way, is uh, two-thirds of a box, give or take. Is that the brand snack box? No, it's called... Uh, actually, they are. They're snack sh- shapes. Shapes. Oh, shapes. Oh, yeah, know the shapes, yeah. God, they're... You could survive on those. They're lovely little things, aren't they? Yeah. Sweet little morsels of salt and MSG. And I... Um, uh, you know, I, I, I've been known to eat a few, but I'm often because... A few boxes or a few shapes? Uh a few boxes of shapes. No, I'm off them. I'm finished with them. I'm never eating them again. You're not buying them again. No. What, you know, the good thing about the, the supermarket is that most of those things are in one aisle and you can you just... You just don't go down. You there. just don't go down. Don't go down. I actually down. wonder whether they are the, one of the few things that supermarkets design in favour of the consumer so that the mother doesn't have to take the child down that aisle. <laughs> Yes. by avoiding all chips, biscuits, chocolate biscuits, snack shapes, whatever. Anyhow, I think what I was trying to say was there is an enormous amount of um, uh, fatness in those things. But if you were like a super triathlete or something like that, you could consume a box and... Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 I can consume the box and burn it off. That's not a problem. Mm. But the point is, to burn it off involves eight days' worth of... Boot camp. <laughs> yeah, well, no, 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 not because I don't, I can't cope with boot camp. But the young lady that made me aware of the um, quantity of gunk in them um, told me that oh, I don't know how many hours of boot camp she would have to do to burn that off. But I know what I immediately equated it to the amount of beer that I could drink instead of. Oh, instead of, mm. which is uh, ten beers. So one box of snack shapes or 10 beers. And, of course, the good thing about 10 beers is you don't have to drink them all at once. You could stretch them over an hour and a half. <laughs> stretch them out. But wouldn't the shapes go well with the beer? This is the problem. <laughs> My mother, actually, who was a dietitian, told me once a uh, very, oh, really? uh, very um, what's the word, um, in hindsight, very uh, accurately, uh, I suppose, is that uh, I'm not a fat bastard because um, of the fact that I drink beer, but that I eat the gunk that goes with the beer. Goes with the beer. That's and always... of course reading the box last night. She's absolutely right. Now back to hi-fi and Cedia, or we? No, I was going to mention I had a visit from a very important international guest in the store the other day. Adam from Cambridge Audio dropped in from the UK. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, he he dropped in. He he. Immediately went out to the airport, and went home again. <laughs> Disgusting. It was pretty amazing. I mean, as calls from reps go, that's effort. I mean, that is a bit of to effort. get on a plane for twenty four hours, give or take, you know, with stops, uh, plus time to get from Brisbane to here. Um, showed me an amplifier and a CD player for an hour. She added me lunch, left, went back to England. <laughs> so you didn't give him a bit of Aussie hospitality and a bit of barbecuing, or yeah, I took him down to Malula Bar. Oh, we a bit of sightseeing. A bit of sightseeing. <laughs> Would you believe it? Not a single chick walked past in bikinis. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, in fact, the standard that afternoon was distinctly ordinary, but um, it is getting to a cooler time of the year. Cool. But anyhow, the lunch wasn't too bad. But yes, no, in fact, he's been doing a world tour, timed, of course, with Cedia. And I don't know if you realise, but New Zealand Cedia was on the week after ours. 
I did see that quickly. Mm. I wonder how big their show was. I think it's bigger than ours. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Should have gone to that one. Everything's bigger in New Zealand. Um, Gumboots, definitely bigger. Mountains, bigger. Cedia, possibly bigger. Uh, the... The, uh, he a uh, helpful chap. He, well, they um, didn't have any Cambridge audio at Cedia. No, they just visited to have a look, sniffing uh, around. Just to suss it out. You could have had a stand then. You could have had a Cambridge audio stand. No, no, no. Phil, the Australian importer, chose for reasons I can't remember not to have a display this year. I think it just clashed with his um, skiing holiday. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, so he... Uh, uh, Brought in the new 851 amplifier and matching CD player. And guess what? In the, in here, he brought him in... As a first. Yes. For Cambridge. Yes. It sounded really, really good. Well, why wouldn't it? As a first. What do you mean as a first? No, Cambridge... No, 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 no. Let me clarify what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> uh, Cambridge is not an upmarket high-end product. So when you're used to something good... Like, you know, name or Sugden, you sometimes listen to the Cambridge and go, hmm, well, yeah, it's all right, but, but of course, it's it's a fifth of the price. Yeah. It has a little bit of heritage, though, Cambridge audio. Those. Oh, it goes back for years. So. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> no, they, they make some good stuff. I like the 650 amp. I reckon that's good. Uh, the matching CD, I reckon is good. Some of the cheaper stuff, yeah, sounds a bit like cheaper stuff. Surprise, surprise. But the, uh, I like the uh, streamer, which we mentioned in a previous podcast mm. is now fixed. The new firmware is has made it really good. Is it the OnePlus that I used? OnePlus is pretty good, actually. Yeah, I used a OnePlus. That's a awesome little product. Yeah, no, it is. It's got the CD streaming from a USB drive. Dab, dab radio. Dab Plus radio. Yep. Yeah, no, Dab Plus, not Dab. Oh, Dab Plus. Yeah, it's got Dab in the UK, but in Australia it's got Dab Plus, which is what you need. No, it's, yeah, it's a good device. Um, those little speakers that go with it are flaming unreal. Yes. Don't you think? I, yeah, like I said a while ago, mm. in love with speakers with phase plugs. Yeah, I do like a good phase plug. Anyway, getting back to the 851, I'm pretty sure that's the model number, replaces the 840. 840 was always their top-of-the-range line. So you got the, I think it was a, it might have been a pre-power at some point, but there's an integrated in the CD anyhow. And, yeah, 840 was all right. It, it had a couple of weird things, like you'd turn the volume control up and down and there'd be a thousand relays clattering away inside, mm-hmm. changing a, a multi-resistive ladder network thing, which was rather a rather good way to... Control level, but at the same time, it sounded bizarre. So as you turned the knob around, it went like clattered like little, like there's little, there's like little ants pressing buttons or something in there. Very strange. And the new one doesn't do that. God, it sounds good. If you want an amp that sounds lush and sweet and pleasant and plump and reasonably grunty, it's a good amp. Okay. Two grand. So who came out? Did you say? Sorry. Adam. Adam. Why isn't he on the podcast then? He sat in this room. He sat right where you're sitting now and and asked what the microphones were for, probably. I don't remember him saying that. Have you seen that website that says fail? We'll put a picture (laughs) of you up there in a second. (laughs) Actually, well, he he would have been an amusing interview because he's um, 
That would have been a first international guest. Yeah, he's very um, honest, I think is the word. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. if I was to be politically correct, yeah. yeah oh. Quite down to earth. Okay. You know, gentleman. <laughs> exact antithesis of Philip Swift. But, uh, yeah, both interesting people. Um, Adam somewhat more uh, laid back. So, uh, so we want to put a link up so people can see the product. It's not quite about. out yet. It's not available. Yeah, I've sort of ordered one, I think. But I was impressed with it. Now, the CD player is interesting because it does... Um, what does it do? It's got a DAC. Uh, it's got external inputs, DAC inputs in it. Inputs on a CD player. Yeah. Yeah, a few have had that over the years, but this has now got it. Uh, so you can take advantage of the DAC and the CD player for your other devices. And so it doesn't stream, though. Is that a good thing? Aren't you adding another thing in within the signal path, an input into your DAC? Hmm. Well, what's the idea of that? I've never heard of that. Why would you want to stick well, something? Just think of it the other way around. I think of it as a DAC in a box with a CD Mac in it. Okay. And does it like you select auxiliary in on, on your CD player? and it's Effectively, yeah. You've got other inputs in your CD player, yeah. Okay. I, I must say, I, I sort of... It's in a really nice box, right? Big, chunky, heavy box with a big, meaty, toroidal transformer, et cetera, both the CD and the amp. And so you know, not, really not, nicely finished off, I have to say. You okay, know, you're not talking about the packaging now. You're talking about the... Yeah, I'm talking about the actual equipment. Equipment. <laughs> the packaging is also very shiny and lovely. And it, uh, you sort of think, oh, God, if it just if it just had a streamer in it as well. Oh, it'd be the ultimate. Mm. Yeah, well, it doesn't. Which then brings us to the name Super Unity, which is now out. Should we have a little do-do-do-do? Yeah, it's got all of the things that what we just mentioned has, but no CD Mac. So well, it's not the perfect product either. And yet maybe, the Unity Unity has a CD Mac in but it. But maybe names predicted that CDs will no longer. CD is no longer. You know. Did you talk, Did you hear that on the news today or yesterday? Yeah, far away. Spotify? I heard that. So is that another nail in the coffin for the CD? Uh, yeah, the CD's finished. Finished? Yeah. It's been finished for a while. If 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 people realised how many segments of the of the Great Unwashed are actually just not buying CDs anymore and buying it online, I had a guy today, an old dude, talking about renting movies online. Yes. Like... I, <laughs> Twelve months' time, I don't think there'll be any video shops, and it's not because people won't want to rent them anymore. It's just that the shop will not be viable because the volume is down to a level where you just you can't pay the rent, let alone the wages. Yeah. Um, so it's preempting my prediction of the NDB or whatever it's called. NBN. N- NBN. I think NDB is a different thing. <laughs> Noise. Displacement barrier, bunger, <laughs> bunger, <laughs> bunger, whatever. Um, no, the uh, national broad 
broadband network. Yes. Uh, which, or whatever method of getting high amounts of, uh, you know, great gobs of data quickly. Well, I, I was playing. That... I was playing with that again the other day. The yeah. National NBN, what do you want to call it? Or playing with an Apple TV, trying to mm. do what you're saying now. Mm. Watch yeah, a, movie. a movie. Yeah, yeah. Had to go. No good. Well, it took five minutes to download the preview. Yeah, they obviously had a shit connection. Yeah, well, I don't have the speed yet. It's Who not... doesn't? You don't. No, I don't have the availability. Oh, do you have it at the shop? Yeah, I don't have the availability. Yeah, to... you're... but isn't that bizarre? My, my internet at the shop here, and we're in similar situations as far as our location. We're yeah. both in, in um, you know, commercial. commercial industrial areas. You know, I'm next to a rubbish dump and a, <laughs> a cement factory. No, you're next to a scrap. No, they got oh. rid of the scrapyard. Oh, okay. We've still got a couple of wreckers 100 yards away, though. <laughs> Making it sound aren't I? As I like to say, though, we're in the nice part of the street. I have lawn out the front in the garden. Well, that's good. And it's mowed. Yeah. By mowing guy. So uh, uh, I get pretty quick ADSL too. Yeah, so I can't get two. I can only just get ADSL. And it's, I was downloading something this, uh, not this morning, yesterday morning. It was 220, it was an album in FLAC. And it uh, came down in, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or something. Yeah, you know now that the US and Europe are just laughing at you because that would take them like 30 seconds or yeah, something. Yeah, that's right, exactly. But I haven't got a, I haven't got good ADSL two. ADSL two, I believe, you need to be really close to the exchange to get the uh, maximum oomph. Plus, where I was downloading that music from, <clears throat> maybe. <coughs> well, that's another the issue. The server was busy. Yeah, it's the server. These people with servers, farms, or what do they want to call them? Mm. They must have some bandwidth limits or. Partic- no, particularly like back a, to us. <laughs> actually, there was a there was a guy predicting on I think it was ABC Telly last night that uh, he was predicting because there are C bits on at the moment or was on. Oh yeah, 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 Sydney, yeah. Yeah, he was a speaker at that, and he was predicting. Why are we not at that, by the way? Well, I thought about that one, and then I looked at it, and it, it had more mobile phones and yeah. something else, and I thought, well, that's not really us. No, but it it um. Uh, he's predicting that uh, the hardware that the whole bloody, you know, the world's built on is all... Out of date. Already virtually out of date, and it'll cost quintillions to... Because, and, and I, I don't know that he's right in one way, because I think wireless will take the load off the hardware network to some degree, but... Yep. But you're right. You've still got to pipe it. You know, you still need the big pipe. To so the, you still to the, come back to that. To the mast. What do they call it? The bottleneck. Yeah, there'll be a bottleneck. Like but I don't think it's as bad as you're suggesting. But he's certainly onto something in the sense that the usage of the network. I mean, it's no, just gone through the roof. Well, it and would. the reliance upon it and the expectation of speed. Well, if we do get this NBN come through mm. and we do get the speed. Yeah, I'll use it. I'll download yes, movies, right. but I don't right. do that now. So no. if I do it, someone else is going to do it. And oh, someone else. Everyone's it. going to do it. So, so in fact, he's probably right. He's optical probably... fiber is is the go. But why the fuck does it take so long? You know <laughs> what? What? What is wrong with just pulling? I mean, it's costing. Was it forty? 
47 billion or something. I Is mean, there? work that out. That's well, there's 47 big towns in Australia. That's a billion per town. <laughs> oh, I want that job. Yeah. Can you imagine saying you've got to run some optical fibre? Oh, how many holes have I dig? Oh no, no, none. You just use the existing <laughs> network underground. Yeah, and just just replace it with this blue stuff. Yeah, just run this length of cable in there. And how much are you going to give me? A uh, billion dollars. How long is it going to take? Ah, take five years. Take as long as you want. Oh, okay. I mean, five years, a billion dollars. Oh, that's going to be a good deal, isn't it? It's going to be a good deal. I, I, this is going back in time and sort of relative to Because what's optical fibre worth? Ooh. It's probably expensive. It's probably 10 bucks a metre. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Anyway, you're saying you're going Yeah, back. I was going back in time when I think they, I believe they were putting in a, a fibre optic connection between Sydney and Melbourne mm-hmm. for the telephone exchange. Yes. And it was going to cost them, I can't remember, say it was $150 million mm-hmm. to do it. This is back in the early 90s or something. Mm-hmm. But in the next step, mm-hmm. it was only going to cost, they would pay for it in the amount of traffic or phone calls they could pipe down this yes, yeah. thing within a week. <laughs> so <laughs> so See, why would they do it? That's the other thing, isn't it? And like, actually, you know, I think I've been around for a little while. I'm not old, of course. I'm quite young. I'm in mm. my late twenties. But um, but I um, but I. What are you sniggering for? <laughs> I I feel as if I've seen no time where there has been so much change. I mean, free-to-wear TV's been around a long time, since the 50s, in fact, mm. 56 to be exact, in Australia. Um, it's gone soon. It's finished. No one's going to be watching it anymore. In fact, no one's fucking watching it now <laughs> because you, so many things that people want to watch are on pay TV. So many people I speak to are... are Never watching a movie on free to air TV, they mm. they of course rent or they rent online or they purchase it, steal it or they purchase it. And when I say steal, I mean steal online, not walk into JB and walk out with an armful and try to go, Whoo, what's that over there? And get can the security guy to look the other can way. Can you throw it over the scanner bars and it doesn't go off? When was the last time <laughs> look, anyone looked around when it went, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> no one even cares? No. I was standing at the front door of Big W or something once, and it was going dee dee the whole time, and even the security staff weren't looking around. Well, actually, talking about security staff, so JB here, your local JB, he's got security guy. He's there full time. Oh, yeah, he's he's quite a personality. Yeah. Man. Well, my JB store, mm. which I've driven past for the last two years and not realised it's there. No, no, because the yeah. Yeah. The yellow paint, you know, not obvious. Oh, well, yeah. it's, it's in a homemaker. Yeah, center. I know. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They don't know. have a security guard. No. Better neighbourhood. Oh, but that's a better <laughs> store. But it is. You notice that the, the staff, we've mentioned this before, I think. Um, it's like two JB stores within about a, what, a 4K uh, radius, if not distance. Uh, give it a bit more. Oh, give it radius. Okay. It's got to be 10Ks. Well, yeah, 4K radius. Of okay. Alex Heads. Oh, okay. They are like two... They're worlds apart, aren't they? One's like oh. effectively in Turak and the other one's in like Logan Home. I mean, it's, 
And, of course, I'm living in the Logan home part. Surprise, surprise. You live in the Turak part. Well, you don't live there. You have an office no, there. No, I work there. No, you live in the, uh, <clears throat> what would you call it? Uh, country. Uh, yeah, what's a, what's a good uh, analogy? What's a good country name? I don't know, Wonthaggy. That's a what? bit of a that's a bit of a local one for me. But uh, um, yeah, so uh, but they they've got the same sort of colourful characters there. You've all got to have a full sleeve tattoo, and the girl. Oh, they still have that because oh, I thought. Yeah. Oh no no no! I thought no sleeves and no giant piercings. Oh no! The girl behind the counter's got like sleeves. some sort of, <laughs> <laughs> some sort of nose thing happening there. That you could. Mechanical Lat- nose. Yeah. You put a crank handle in it. Oh, you could hook a lead onto it and lead it around with. <laughs> the sad thing is she's quite a pretty girl. Mm, well, she was. Bit of metal hanging out the nose. Mm. Always go up to him and you wipe your nose. That's you're talking to him. You can't do that, can you? <laughs> you're, you're bit, the thing is, the way it works is if you keep rubbing your nose long enough, she'll go to do it anyhow because <laughs> that's the way social interactions work. So... And she'll catch it and catch she'll, herself. And she, and she, yeah, oh, whatever. I don't, I'm over it. I, I think at some point you have to go. Well, this is what people want, so I don't really care. But you know, if they're otherwise intelligent human beings, which JB staff seem to be pretty pleasant as a rule. You know, I, there's one guy in my store, big tall guy. You know who you are, uh, <laughs> with um, a certain accent. You know who you are, and uh, he is works in the IT section. You now know who you are. <laughs> And he is a cockhead. He oh. is just, no, he is a tosser. He, I've had about three semi-arguments with him <laughs> about stuff. That's not right. Because he doesn't know anything, right? So you so correct you ask him. ask him a question and you actually don't know the answer but you suspect what the answer might be because you're trying to nail down what a particular product will do. And he'll just... Claim, you know how quasi-technical people or nil-technical people just make a, a crazy claim like, oh, no, no, it does that. And you think, well, well it can't because it hasn't got an RS-232 connector or whatever it is, all right? Yeah, yeah. And they go, no, no, it'll do that. And, well, no, it can't because it's not, you know, like it, it won't. No, it doesn't do wireless because it doesn't have a wireless antenna on it, so therefore I know it doesn't do wireless or, yeah, you know what I'm trying yeah, to yeah. say. There's evidence on the back panel that it doesn't do a particular thing. And they're, no, 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 it does. <laughs> they know. Yeah. What the shit were we talking about? Wind back about three subjects. Um, I don't know. We got lost in JB then for a second. We might have a break. And Is JB's back. only in Australia too, isn't it? So sorry to all those folks overseas. No, that well, was JB is a hot... sort of a... In the context of it's AV gadgets and, and DVDs and, and Blu-rays, yeah, and so it's software and hardware, computers. And IT. So Browns, no whites though. No, no luckily, no. As in, I think whites is a universal international term. No fridges and washing machines. Um, no small appliances, but all sorts of other consumer electronics and software. Yes. Which we now call something else. In my day, it was called software. I think they call it media or something now. Media? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Actually, I think it is media. What do you call a DVD? DVD. DVD. What do you call a Blu-ray disc? Waste of time. <laughs> so, uh, 
we're having a break because I'll play back the last 10 minutes and remind ourselves of what we're up to because I think we're on the cusp of saying something interesting there for a second. We should recap. Yeah. Let's recap. Let's rewind it. We'll be back in a few seconds after that annoying music, which I may not change this episode. But oh, if I you promised that we would find would, a new yeah, tune. No, no, in fact, I will. No, I will change it. Yeah. We should have. But it. You'd know that already by now because I would have, in the previous segment, uh, I would have changed it. Cool. Mm. I'll be back soon. Bye. Oh, we're back. Hey, uh, I remembered where we were up to. I yes. was talking about lots of change. Um, okay, there's lots of change in technology and how we're going to watch a movie and so forth, where we're going to get that movie from, music from, etc. Mm-hmm. But you know how people talk about online uh, purchases, online sales, you know, of, of all sorts of things. I was yes. in the post office today and it was hopeless. All four... Tellers or whatever you call them, were, were serving people like me. I was there picking up some um, bits yes. that I can't get in Australia, so I buy them online. Yes. And um, uh, which I've always done. But I mean, but the other people that were there, there was an older woman who was picking up a parcel. It was quite obviously something that she presumably bought on eBay or something online. There was another guy who looked like he may have lived in a caravan park he had three um bags he was picking up which plain wrapped were they (laughs) no they were uh, satchels i don't know what was in them or what i can't even make a joke implication about what's in them because i can't imagine and don't wish to but Mm. and then the other woman uh or was it a bloke no no it was a younger woman she was getting something it said so they only, only got the one scanning machine thing. So we're all standing around waiting for the scanner to be passed around. Oh. And I suggested, as I want to do, that it you know, might be time to just you know, let your hair down and uh, you know, purchase a second one. Because they're you know, obviously very Although expensive. Although only ever have one. Don't they have one at each teller? No, no, no. One in the, one in the whole post office. Oh. Oh, that's right. You, you live up, up the hill post offices. And mm, well, pension town. Pension town, yeah. And, well, I'm old, you know. There's a lot of, you know, nice retirement villages up there and obviously I'd like to get to know the locals before I move in, uh, uh, even though I don't live there anymore. Um, so you must have a closer post office, like... I could, go to, I could go to Kiwana. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you know what a cluster F that is, so... Oh, yeah. So every time you go there, you, you buy a coffee and a cake, wouldn't you? So that when defeat the purpose of going to the post office. I generally get KFC when I go there. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. Much healthier. So, yeah, but the other change, man, I just... I, I, it's, it's all changed, everything. The way we purchase stuff. You know what hasn't changed? You still need an amp and speakers, and that won't change. True. People quite quite often ask me, oh, what do you got in wireless speakers? Well, when they invent one, I'll stock them and, you know, well, no, I've seen them advertised. No, 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 there are no such things as wireless speakers. <laughs> yes. Unless they are operated by batteries or solar panels. But then the solar panel wouldn't work inside, so there would be a wire 
yep. running to the solar panel outside. Therefore, they're not wireless. Yes. I know I'm being annoying and hard pedantic. to deal with. But, well, it's not really pedantic, is it? I mean... Well, I always get that the request for the wireless surround sound speakers. Yeah, well... By the time you get the electrician to run the PowerPoint and fit that... <laughs> That's right. Run a piece of wire. But you know what they do? This is this is what they do. I've seen this. You're not going to believe this, but I've seen it. The extension lead running from the front of the room to the rear of the room to run the wireless speakers around the I skirting just, board. Yep. I've seen that. I'm, I think I've seen that twice. <laughs> and one of them, I know, went went past the front door under a mat. Oh, for safety And, of reasons. course, well, no, but the point is, I mean, extension cord obviously is a fatter thing to run under a mat over in front of a door than a yeah. pair of shitty speaker cables. <laughs> yes. And most of those wireless speakers, those crap cheap, you know, Panasonic-type items, Yes. you can run them passively as well, can't you? Oh, I think you can, but what would we know? And this is... A, we, don't use, we don't use those products. This is quality hi-fi and AV. Them, but sometimes you get roped into, like an ex-friend asks you to wire up her dodgy-ass HT system she got thrown in with a flat panel TV she bought for two ninety nine at Aldi. <laughs> now, there's a quality shop. Yeah. Um, all right. What else have you got, Keith? Well, we didn't finish off on Cedia. There was a few other things that we saw at Cedia Brisbane this year. Mm-hmm. Um, of interest, oh, there was less of the little iPad application control systems, mm-hmm. so they've thinned out a little bit from previous years. Yeah, uh, which is good in some ways because the quality's floated to the top. And oh, I don't think those. I don't think the ones that have. Are you well, are you telling me that the ones that weren't there are not in business anymore, uh, or are they just not spending? Well, maybe they didn't require money to go to Cedia. That's probably more like it. I didn't. Mm. I haven't checked that. Mm. I think the problem was that if you were in Melbourne and you want to come and do a show in Brisbane, and I've done the done it the other way around, you know, you've you got to throw a bit of money about. Yeah, yeah. Well, people aren't worried about that. So let's get back to product. It's expensive. We know. Oh, I just wanted to whinge. I like whinging. <laughs> you may not have noticed. Did, no, did what I'm getting just... at is that the, some of the people that were that are selling iPad or iPhone yeah, my remote control of... systems are based in Melbourne and going, hey, we're not going to go to Brisbane. Well, that's probably true. To get 12 sales for the next 12 months. 12 specials. Yeah. Did, you, did you find anything of interest? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I saw a... Um, a... Um, Acurus, or Acurus, or however you wish to pronounce it, power amplifier, oh, and spoke right. to the guy. Yes. That's a good American brand, or oh, an affordable affordable high-end American brand from 10, 20 years ago, which was also, was originally started by Mondial Designs, and they also had a brand called Aragon, and they are bringing that back as well, and some of the ex-engineers from, you know, this is, of course, the story I was fed, you know, mm-hmm. that some of the guys that used to design them years ago, you know, have redesigned the new ones and we're bringing back the 8008 Aragon model and we've got the Acurus, uh, you know, model. And then what they are is an affordable, grunty, you know, clean-sounding, pretty bloody 
big sounding good old power amp, you know, yes. class AB power amp in the American vein, made in America. These things virtually do not exist at affordable price points anymore. So he's followed you up? <laughs> no, I've heard nothing. Oh, damn. Gave him a card. I was quite, I mean, I was quite enthusiastic because back in the day, uh, these were um, very uh, handy amps for driving a big pair of speakers um, to handy volumes and with some real grip in the bass. And um, it's hard to buy an amp like that anymore. Okay. At a sensible price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the cheaper end, you got, you know, Class D type stuff and you got limp-wristed things with small transformers in it. This is the real thing with a big whopping great transformer and a whole row of TO3 case um, output devices. Well, they won't be anymore. They'll be modern plastic case stuff. Mm. But the point is big, high-current, grunty things without going to the cost of a Krell, an affordable Krell, cool. basically. Ooh. I got semi-excited there for a second. I didn't get a semi, I just got semi-excited. semi-excited. <laughs> oh, well, maybe he'll ring you back. Uh, maybe. Either way, yeah. I'll chase him up when I need one next, which you know, could not be, you know, may not be for a while. What? Uh, although I do know someone who needs, someone who has a big pair of Duntex that does need driving with a big amp, and um, he might, um, I might ring him up one of these days. I didn't know that such a thing exists. Because trying to buy a second-hand one of those, which is what I suggested he do, uh, is very hard to do. They're not around. They're in demand. Okay. So what did you see that you got excited about? Mm. Uh, Well, I did find a a DVD Blu-ray movie server. Oh, okay. Ripper server, which I've got to find some more stuff about. I can't even remember the brand of it. That's a bit sad. Um, good reporting. Yeah, real good reporting. But same with you. How, I, how did the Blu-rays get onto the drive? Well, you load them into the slot in the front. And really? Rip, and it just rip, rips them? Rips cool. It. So okay. that's why I was keen to find it. And it was below the five grand mark. Okay. Which still is a lot of money for a computer with a Blu-ray burner in it. And what sort of computer do you think it was? I don't know. I really need to find out more. But I thought just from price point and I think it was five terabytes or something of storage. Might need to be, I suppose. Mm. Compared to some of the other companies over there. So you plug your network, you plug it into the network and you, you know, that's how you get the files off to you. You need a fairly serious network to stream Blu-ray, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, I think you just put it into your... Movie room, and you just load your movies into it. Well, what if you want to watch a movie off that hard, that five terabyte hard drive in your bedroom? Well, I have to check on that. I don't know. So, really, this is a bogus report. <laughs> I just wasn't giving you a full report. I was Bend just over, Keith. I'm going so. to have to slap you. <laughs> I just saw it. And I thought that's interesting. I'll find out for you. I think you should. Let's add that to the list of things that we promise for the next episode that never deliver. No, no. That we never deliver. No, we will get there. Because that's part of the factory tour as well, that I've got teed up. <laughs> My famous Am I going to go do that by myself? Oh, no. I, I've been to Brisbane before. I suppose I could go there again. I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see uh, their operation. Yes. Uh, other than that, there was... Oh, I went and looked at 
TV brackets are not very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> not very exciting. But they had some new different designs I thought were good. Oh, God. That's, so, that's where I need to. Is that Anus brand or is different brand? Yeah, that was that brand. <laughs> Sorry, Sinus. Did I say Anus? Yeah. I meant Sinus. You never forget it. Yep, Anus with an S. Mm. Um, oh, God, that's good beer. Not. What else? I, I was going to say that there was some, uh, yet again, there was some speakers, you know, the ones that are hidden in the jet rock. Oh, yes. Do they not, and there was some playing. Yes. Do they not sound like um, a really, really poor quality transistor radio? I was actually thinking they sounded like those Christmas cards you open with. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they start playing. <laughs> Well, they'd work on the same principle just about, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just, you just, that is the sort of shit that you just look and you go, our industry is fucked. I mean, like, <laughs> it's going to cost you $8,000 by the time the plaster is rooted around, the paint has been very careful. What did you... It says on it, do not put more than 1.75 millimetres of plaster. Well, I was going to say that. That, all that sort of thing. I can't remember whose stand it was, but, oh... They had them exposed on, yeah. on the side. I touched it and it just about stopped. Yeah, they were the ones that were playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were the ones you could see that hadn't been plastered over. And, yeah. I mean, they really, I mean, forget, okay, we made excuses for the glass speakers before. They may have sounded middling. <laughs> These were, it's like a bee's buzzing through its buttocks. It was shit. And I don't care who you are or who you're selling them, get a life. They're <laughs> shit. And anyone who installs oh. them is a Twit. Okay, you, you've been cancelled from the factory tour now because they sell that A product the same as that. Oh. Plaster in speaker. Oh, do they? <laughs> oh, we'll go open-minded. Seriously, though, you got all this trouble to install hidden speakers, invisible speakers. Now, just remind me, the speakers are there to play music, right? Mm. Okay. Well, they must be because you can't see them. Yes. So they're there purely to play music. Why would you want it to sound worse than a Bose iPod dock? <laughs> I mean, seriously, they, I mean, an iPod dock sounds like high-end hi-fi compared with these things. Yeah. I mean, they're an, they're an insult to our intelligence and consumers' intelligence. They just should be just, I don't know, someone just, just take a flamethrower to them and just burn the whole stand down. I mean, that was... I see them year in, year out. I don't know who sells them, who installs them. Have you ever known anyone to use oh, them? Oh, I've actually got... A, po- a client that has them installed in their house, mm. and a pair of them are playing up. Yeah, but they, so where what are, do you do? So where, what do you do? Where are they? And, and he, <laughs> where are they? They're you in the ceiling. You start probing around with a <laughs> well, screwdriver. The Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> There's no ceiling space either, so I can't even find them from behind. I mean, what? That is that is ultimate stupidity. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. That is, it reminds me, I mean, ultimate stupidity, there's, this should be the top ten stupidest things in the world. Lamborghini built, I think it was the first Uraco, the two, two and a half litre one. According to the Lamborghini book I've got, 
of old Dunga Lamborghinis. You know, the, back when Lamborghinis were real cars, made yes. in Italy by Italians, not made in Italy by Germans. By Audis. Yeah, and they, and they, um, that particular car, you had to take the engine out to change the battery, and <laughs> that, that's right up there with. We've installed some speakers in our ceiling. We don't know where they are, but we they don't sound know what good. They are. They, no, no, they sound god awful, and when they fail. We have to take the roof off to fix them. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just—I mean, it's just—and they're like two grand a pop, aren't they? Um, I think they're close to that. Oh, I don't even—I don't <laughs> even care because it, all I can see is two grand's worth of labour to install them. And I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to stand there when the plaster is finishing doing the skim coat on that because <laughs> I mean, he's just—he's not going to give a shit. When was the last time you saw a plaster or a painter give a toss about anything to do with what we were doing? Yeah. How many times have you had cables just stuck in a wall, didn't get dropped out, didn't, or if you asked them to, or they didn't, or they dropped out some but not others, or, oh, jeez. <laughs> the first time I saw that technology. Mm, technology. <laughs> they said, oh, we've ad- adapted this technology from... Helicopter simulators. <laughs> oh, I'm just sitting there thinking, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> oh, dear. Helicopter. What's that? Oh, I can't. No, I'm, I don't know. Helicopter simulators. Because and- don't they have... It's a metal frame with two transducers bolted to the metal frame that gets plastered into the wall. I think in the helicopter simulator, these transducers are bolted around the cabin mm. of your helicopter or your fake helicopter, mm-hmm. and they must give you the sensation of what the well, helicopter feels like when it's flying. You what, if that, if, your average, I haven't been in that many choppers, but... Um, I, uh, I went in a fairly big one once. And the amount of vibe, you know, bouncing virtually up and down on the spot before it came off the deck, if you had tried to replicate that in a simulator, you would need something more than the size of the transducer <laughs> that is powering those speakers because this thing is moving an inch and a half <laughs> like this, um, which with busted ribs, I can assure you, hurts a lot. Isn't – but those little transducers, mm. so are they just uh... – uh, leftover from didn't they have those little didn't the Alpine have them like they yeah got, they had them called they, base uh, engines they, they were, bolt they them called, in well the Alpine one was called a was it yeah it was called base, base engine, engine wasn't yeah. It? yeah that was pretty much the first of them and I remember the Throbotron that <laughs> they used to send around which was the thing you sat on with the two car seats and it had subs and shit in it and what have you. We, the Throbotron I had didn't have the transducers in it, but the, the one that they used to have at the shows did. And it was so stupid. It was just... In fact, hang on a minute. Before Alpine had that, Jensen or some other American car audio company mm. had that. I'm talking back, you know, mid-'80s. And you screwed it to the floor Four of the pen, car yeah. underneath yep. your seat or something, didn't yep. you? Yeah, now that is just. Well, we've all experienced it. I mean, what's D box? It's the same thing, isn't it? 
Oh, no, you've upset D-Box. D-Box is good. D-Box? <laughs> no, what I mean is it's a refined version of the same idea, no? No, D-Box is, um, is actually an interpretation of the D-Box people to what the movie's... Yeah, no, I get that there. Yeah, so it doesn't go anything... To, it doesn't run along the baseline or, or whatever. It actually is a codec or whatever they write. Yeah, an algorithm sort of thing. And out, yeah, that matches up with the movie. So, Which is why it's silly. Well, it's different. I didn't listen to it this year. I have previous years. I should have, I suppose. Did yeah. you have a sit-down? Yeah, I had a sit-down. And, and, what did and, you think? It was good this time. Mm. It was though I did talk to someone else about it who does some of the work with some of the guy that has the D box stuff, mm. and he hasn't listened or done a whole movie with it. But you know, it was and it, and that's probably the thing with the D box is it happens in the movie, but it's not constant all the time. It depends on how they've mixed it in. Mm. So yeah, they actually. They actually hand master each Yeah, someone thing, sits they? down and yeah. adds the things into it. And this year they had Mission Impossible on mm. Tom Cruise hanging off the side of a building in oh, in Dubai. Oh, a building. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's the new... Must be the new one. I haven't yeah. seen the whole movie. I was going to say hanging off a cliff. Wasn't that the one they did 10 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> and they had some really good effect. It really that. felt like you were... Falling down the side of the building. Um, How could you achieve that with a vibrating transducery thing? Well, it, it's more of hydraulic ramp. Oh, it's, not, it's not hydraulic. It's no, it still transduces. It transduces, but they can move it in multiple axes. So, so there's a, a multiplicity of transducers under mm, the seats. Yeah. Okay. So you, we had a sensation of falling, so mm. it sort of went, and you fell backwards. Yeah, okay. Um, I remember the first time I sat in D-Box, they had an underwater scene and it felt like you were sinking in the water. Yeah, okay. So, but, and the best part about it is that you can set it up to suit so it doesn't overpower mm. the movie. It's one of those things where it really lends itself to a little commercial cinema-ret well, sort of thing, theatre-ret thing, doesn't it? You know, I mean, it's not... I think it was two years ago or one year ago, um, D-Box, they've sort of pulled out of the residential mm. product mm. and are just concentrating on commercial fit-outs in theatres over in the US. There's whole D-Box theatres over there. Yeah, okay, so why are we seeing it in consumer electronics here? Well, I think they're still going to stick in into that. But oh, you just said they were pulled out of it. Well, they pulled they back pulled from back from it. it okay, their <laughs> residential stuff yeah. and really focused on. Yeah, I mean commercial. that's what it lends itself to. I think. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, if you've got a little venue that you, I oh, know they're talking about two hundred seat cinemas. They're fitting out with D box. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah. So yeah. or more. Hmm. They always do things big over there. But the thing is, commercial cinema owners don't they don't like spending money. Uh, no. Correct. No. 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 No, yes. Well, all... Um, no. Mostly no. The bill that I go riding dirt mm. bikes with, he's mm. fitting out all the um, cinemas around southeast at the moment with um, oh, fibre optics and stuff. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. So they're all spending money at the moment. Yeah, actually, even my um, one I do work for has actually um, 
gone digital. Mm. Which um, it's a bit surprising in this market, <laughs> considering they. Uh, yeah, well, it is a bit because they're. Um, they still yeah. got an Epson data projector. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> using something they bought at uh, Harvey Norman on special for seven ninety nine. But um, I don't know. I haven't been down to look. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> digital. I'm a bit sad about that. <clears throat> sad about what? Digital. Thirty five mil projectors going. I mean, thirty five mil. We all talk about. Things related to film as the reference, yes. you know, the, 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 the aspect ratio, etc. The definition of a high-resolution digital projector is one where you can see film grain. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I'm a bit sad. You want to see film grain, go to the cinema. But when was the last time you went to the cinema? Oh, maybe that's something you don't want to answer. Oh. So it was a while ago. No, I think it no. might have been when you and I went and saw that. Isle of Man. Oh, in thing. 3D. Yeah. That was pretty good, actually. <laughs> but it was good, although we were sitting far too close. But and it was sort of wrecking the 3D effect. But but did you know... Well, I didn't notice it that night because we weren't in an optimum viewing position, but previous times I'll you know, probably go once every six months or something. And um, I'm always stunned at how shit the picture is <laughs> <laughs> because the frame jumps around, there's really obvious film grain and... Yep. You know, digital projection has just snuck up and got so much better, hasn't it, you know? It's a bit clinical. Yeah, but the colours balance is better than it ever was, and I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not going to miss film as much as I thought I would when it finally goes. But I still think if you're going to own a cinema, you should be playing film. It loses its... I don't know. If you can't hear that gate clacking away, I just don't think it sort of has the right... <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being in the buyer box and it's just silent? No loud fans no, and clacking. Yeah. No, I don't really. I don't think it doesn't have the same mystique. I just remember what movie I saw last at the movies. Mm. You got to laugh. Probably. 21 Jump Street. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> Seriously. It was the biggest cack out. Oh, it was hilarious. Was it? Yeah, it was just hilarious. Because it was so bad. It's so corny <laughs> and funny. I don't know why it was... Was it meant to be a take-off of the yeah, original show? Yeah, it was a take-off. It was a total take-off. So, was it a... Was it a I'm, I'm showing my ignorance now, equally as you are by even going to see it. Because <laughs> it's not a Will Ferrell thing, is it? Um, yeah, I think it is. Isn't yeah, it? It's, it yeah. sounds like the kind of thing he yeah. would do. Yeah, one of those sick comedians. <laughs> it was... I do. I like the NASCAR one that he did. What was the the drivers in that NASCAR one? Oh, Billy yeah. wasn't Billy Bobby. It was like two first names. Was his oh Billy Bobby Junior. <laughs> and I did see a bit of um, the Anchor Man the other day. There's some funny shit in that. Hey, I mean, you know, it's not. It's not. Serious work in some ways. No, but, but, but Jesus, some, some good gags in it. Gross, but good. And so, should we bring this pile of so steaming finished poo Cedia. to a close? That's gone for the year. Yeah, look, to summarise with Cedia, uh, Cedia as a group needs to pull its finger out, needs to standardise the training at a higher level and really make sure that it is a, it is a brand 
that you can say, right, these are people, these are installers, these are technicians who can do the job and do it properly. It is that high a standard. Well, yeah. That's not what it's been. No. And they're now offering a discount for new members too. that's right. Now they've just gone the wrong direction. Instead of tightening things up and making it so that the seedier brand meant something, you got a problem there? (laughs) Sorry, was I twitching? (laughs) No, no, no. You look like you're concerned about your microphone. Oh, no. I was just getting professional holding it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm getting on my high horse. Unusual, I know. But it seems like... See, THX sort of sold themselves out the same way, you know. Well, I was going to mention the THX course because I sent that through to you, didn't I? Did you read that? No. No. I read any of your emails. No, I didn't think you did. So you could do a THX. I delete them almost immediately. (laughs) It goes, spam. As soon as I can be absolutely certain it's from you, delete. So you didn't read the fact that you could do a THX course at CD this year? Oh, I've seen the THX course every year, Yeah. 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 From memory, yes. how long was the THX course and how much did it cost? Six do? minutes and it was $1,000. <laughs> no, really? Uh, yeah, I did I did see that. It was, was it 500 to members and 750 to yep, non-members? that's right. Yep. And it was uh, half a day? Oh, it was a full day. Full apparently. day, okay. Oh, the first time I saw that course, it was a three-day course and it cost you like Two grand or yeah, something. No, there's different. There's different stratas, though, isn't there? Oh, I think there must be, but I thought that cheapened the old THX experience. Oh well, I think so. But years ago, I, I um, it was when they were making quite a famous film. Oh, when they were making the the Star Wars films mm-hmm. in Australia. So that was um, ten years ago or so, right? About ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a guy, one of uh, Lucasfilm's head dudes was speaking at a function that I went to and he was talking about the, the course and I rather fancied myself going to Skywalker Ranch and doing that because I thought that would be pretty cool. Pretty cool. And there was like a one day course and then you come back and do the, you know, the you couldn't come back the next, or maybe you could come back the next day. It was 1500 bucks or something like that. And, you know, that seemed like a cool thing to do. And a, and a cool certificate to have on the wall. Because there was a time 10 years ago and before where the THX thing sort of meant something. Yeah. Because there, it had its own proprietary sort of processing and stuff and there was there was standards. There was genuine... There was a really good thought to the way home cinema should be based on how a dubbing cinema is and... And it was a planned, focused thing. You do this, this, and this, and you will replicate the sound as per what the technician, mixing, engineer, producing type team mm-hmm. heard, right? You know, you'll hear it the same way as they heard it. But somewhere along the line, that got diluted to give us your money and we'll give you a certificate. And it's partly because... You know, technology's moved on, and with HD Master Audio and the other one that I can never remember the name of. God, there was a DTS. Yeah, the other yeah, DTS's <laughs> version of the same thing. Yeah, you know, high definition multi channel audio. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. really, what are you going to do? What, what what more do you need to do? You have high definition audio to each channel. It's already just done. have seven identical speakers and a couple of decent subs. 
You don't need a THX badge, do you? Probably not. I don't know. I think I'm talking shit. <coughs> I'm a 12th beer, so I might... Uh, should we um, wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> well, that was a good episode. <laughs> what are we going to talk about next episode? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to save it up for a few weeks. Um, we should make our listeners aware that we now intend to do and will mostly achieve one episode every two weeks. Okay. Because Just to keep, cause we've had complaints, haven't we? Oh, man. I've had about... Um, I three, dare anyone to complain. Three emails. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, I've had, I've had, I had actually someone today say that they've been watching our YouTube videos and they wanted to know whether the girl and it was my girlfriend, Lucy, Lucy, lab assistant, and I had to disappoint them <clears throat> by saying no, no <laughs> such luck. But we can say she's a friend. Oh, I don't know if she's a friend, but she's a good worker. She's a cool chick. She is. We um, we do have another YouTube clip coming up. We do. Once we, I work out what to do with the HD Easy Locks and yeah, HD Lucy. Easy Locks are coming up, and uh, and I'm going to um, use her um, in my uh, three wheel car promotion as well. Oh, okay. Mm, which will we might get an update on the three wheel thing next show. Yeah, indeed. No, this, you know, it's not a it's not a car. Cast. It's a podcast that we've got to talk about pods. All right, uh, we're off. Thank you, Bye. Keith. Well, thank you, listeners. Thank you, ball boys. We'll see you uh, two weeks' time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.